It's news from heaven. There are literal spiritual paths in the afterlife. None of this, what's my path? Well, you've got to learn to face your fears. No, what's my path? There it is. That thing right on the ground. This coming together, and it sounds ridiculous, but this coming together of the two different ways that we use words like path, that we t- you talk about a path as something you walk down, you talk about your path as your trajectory in life. Why do those two converge like that? Because that's how it actually works on the spiritual level. For example, in this show, I'm always talking about the dark clouds in the mind, the head weather. And people, I don't have to do a lot of explaining of that because you get it. Yeah, you, you know weather's a different thing, but you also know, yeah, like a cloud in the mind is a good way to describe a, I was going to say like a fog of negativity. It's hard to talk about the mental stuff without relating it to the things we see in nature around us. Why is that? Well, it's because in the physical world, there's a disconnect. Because the two aren't the same. The path that you're on and the path on the ground. You can be walking down a path, but not be on any path. You can be on a great path, but you're walking through the woods or through a lake. (laughs) A shallow lake that you can walk through. The point is, here there's a disconnect. There, it's, it's not just that things are simplified. Like, oh, there's only a path that can be in front of you. But, when there's something inside you, it's outside you as well. That's the mystical mystery of the spiritual world. And how do we use that to think about, okay, well, if if there's us out, we're out in the physical world, but we can be doing all kinds of things there, but still be unable to walk our way out from under the spiritual things, the mental, psychological, emotional things that are above us. So how can we learn the path? Because I want to learn that path. How can we be walking out Wherever we're walking out in the world, inside us be walking out to where the sun is coming down. Because somewhere, the clouds always end. Let's see if we can get it. This is from Divine Providence, number 60. You can download it for free and follow along. There is a clear image of what is infinite and eternal in the angelic heaven. That's nice. Oops, I'm trying to move it and I'm writing on it. Okay. The angelic heaven is also... One of the things we need to know about. Yeah, you got to know about the angelic heaven. Every religious person thinks about it and wants to go there. Is that why some people are in the religion game? There's this, what, what better reward is there than heaven? Okay, so you better know what it is you're trying to get to. Because wouldn't that affect how you get there? Heaven, though, is granted only to people who know the path to it and follow that path. And here, of course, you'd, it'd be silly if you're talking about there's just actually a path. Why would it be? If it, if it was, heaven is this way, and if you just follow the path, then you get to it. Why would that be silly if it was just physical? Because it would have no ethical component to it. There would be nothing in it that you could be terrible, and it's just about how sharp are you at looking at something. There's none of the, like, right and wrong. There's none of the love versus selfishness in there. So the path has got to have something to do with love. We can know the path to heaven to some extent simply by considering that the people who make, what the people who make up heaven are like. Okay, yeah, what, what is a citizen, what is your average citizen of heaven? Because I want to be that, I want to do that same thing. Realizing that no one can become an angel or get to heaven unless he or she arrives bringing along some angelic quality from the world. Why live in this world? Well, we've got to build up these angelic qualities. That's the only way 
you have to start to learn how to enjoy what heaven is and live by it, or else you're never going to want to participate in heaven in the first place. Inherent, ooh, inherent in that angelic quality is a knowing of the path from having walked it, and a walking in the path from the knowing of it. Oh, so angelic quality from the world, you have a sense of what an angelic quality is. I mean, when I say that, maybe somebody comes to mind for you, or maybe some abstract nobility or fairness or some kind of beauty comes to mind for you. We know what angelic quality is. When you say, you've been an angel to me, y'all know what kind of action that attaches to. So here we are doing some angelic thing. Inherent in that quality is you already know the path. How? From having walked it and walking the path from the knowing of it. So doing that kindness or whatever it is, acting angelically, thinking about use and service to the whole rather than gratification and power, that's the path. To us, it's could be any number of physical actions, but to the spirit, that is forward movement. That's the path. And how do you know the path? Do you look for it? You know it by walking it. You know it by doing. You don't learn it and then go. You learn it by going. There, and then, let's get literal. There really are paths in the spiritual world. Paths that lead to each community of heaven and each community of hell. It is a, f- a fascinating feature that You'd think of heaven and hell as some big, like, all right, here's heaven up here, here's hell down here. Okay, are you going to ride the elevator up, and then you're in heaven. But actually, little communities of heaven and hell are actually interspersed all over. You can have, you know, in the same, let's say, even, even yeah, we're talking about mountain ranges, talking about literal. Mountains are a form of love there, so there's people that live at different levels. But even talks about, yeah, you can have a little heaven of angels up here and then have, uh, what color we want to do, you know, have some people living in caves down there that are full of hatred for other people and revenge and everything that we know is hellish. That's hell. So why, why would you have this arrangement? It's just so that everyone, you know, hey, let's just do what would seem like we would do. No, it's because... This outer world is shaped by what's going on in the hearts and minds of these people. And the people are drawn by their hearts and minds to certain part of the outer. It's, it's this conversation between the external and the internal. Whereas here, you can be totally disconnected from your surroundings. So there's all these paths in the spiritual world that lead to each community of heaven and each community of hell. We all see our own paths spontaneously, it seems. So, oh, I just stumbled across it, but why? We see them because the paths there are for the loves of each individual. I knew it. Love is the path. Love opens the paths and leads us to our kindred spirits. No one sees any paths except those of her or his love. That's why ridiculous to think heaven is, are you sharp-sighted or not? Can I notice, oh, there's the path. It's over there and you didn't see it, so you're going to hell and I'm going to heaven. The path is what you love, the pa- and what you love leads you like like gravity. If you think of, as I believe they understand gravity right now, is that gravity is actually a something with a lot of mass. Don't no, don't look don't look up whether I'm right. Like a planet bends space time, and then the things travel down to it because that's the 
that's the shortest, easiest path to get there. Well, people who love what you crave and people who love the same things you do, there's a gravitational, a spiritual gravitational pull. And the way you get there is these paths, the shortest path to get there. And that, that is the path. It doesn't matter what you think about or how skilled you are. What do you love? That's where you want to go. We can see from this that angels are simply heavenly loves, since otherwise they would not have seen the paths that led to heaven. However, this is better supported by a description of heaven. How do you know you can trust the people in heaven? Because if they got there, they followed a path to get there, and the path to heaven is love. It's not, there's not a need for, can I get some papers at the door here to, to know that you're really, prove, prove that you're loving if you want to get into heaven. Do something nice to, to Joe over here. The, the, if you're there, if you found your way there, it's because you can see the path of love. And that not that exactly how it is here? If we're looking to how do you get out from everything negative, both like the anti-us negativity, the things that are trying to scare us, and the anti-other people, which those things feed into each other, our own revenges and hatreds and, and being wrapped up in the defense of our ego. How do you get out of all that? The path is love. You can endlessly worry about yourself and your trajectory and where you're going to go. But as soon as you're thinking about how can I serve the whole, what can I do? That is the path. That is how you get out from under. So even us here, we're moving along that path. And guess what? The spiritual movement is literal. As we continue to walk the path, every day walk that path, walk that love, you're actually moving spiritually closer and closer to heaven, out of negative communities, into positive communities. Our whole spirit is desire and it's consequent thought. And since all desire is a matter of love and all thought a matter of discernment, our whole spirit is its love and consequent discernment. You are what you love, and it's what you love that shapes how you think about things. This is why our thinking flows from the desires of our love when we are thinking solely from our own spirit, as we do when we are reflective in reflective moods at home. And I believe what he's getting at here with from our own spirit is it's not because you just saw somebody tell you what to think on a YouTube video or you went to a lecture or somebody else is foisting their opinion onto you. This is when it's just like there's not pressure and we're just going through what we really think and believe. We're reflecting, looking at our, ourselves in the, our mental mirror. That's when our thinking will really be shaped by what we love. So changing what you love is the way to clean up those thoughts, organize, order those thoughts as well. We may conclude then that when we become spirits, which happens after death, we are the desire of our love and not our thought except to the extent that it comes from that desire. Again, even thought is kind of peripheral what you know, how many concepts you have in there, you wouldn't say, oh, this person is super smart, they better go to heaven. Because if you, and not even like go to heaven or not as a punitive thing or a reward thing, just when you see somebody who's being mean, it doesn't matter how smart they are. You just think that's, that's wrong. And when you see somebody being nice, man, it just warms my heart. Even if somebody who is poorly educated or, or doesn't have a, doesn't seem to be that quick-witted if they're nice, it just, you feel like this is, that's absolutely so noble and honorable. And you just, you feel that same respect. It doesn't matter how smart somebody is. It doesn't matter what they know. It doesn't even really matter as much what they believe. Because you can have somebody that you're very ideologically opposed to, 
But when they, based on what they do believe, are trying to act kindly, it registers. Like you understand, oh, they have a good heart. They have a good heart. Their mind is all messed up, but they have a good heart. So in heaven, because of the way spiritual world works, it, your hearts are what matter. Your hearts are compatible. You can get along because the, the thoughts will sort themselves out. Here in this world, we have good-hearted people going against each other because of ideas. Because, because you know, you, you are trapped by a certain idea and this person's trapped by another idea, both of which may be false or, or certainly aren't the truth truth because the truth truth pulls everyone together. And you can just be at odds, even though you're both operating from a love for what's good. You're trying to do the right thing. And it's tragic, but the good news is that doesn't happen anymore on the other side. We can try to get there here. It's very difficult, but there it's like, no, love is what will shape your your thoughts. Yeah, so that's why it's really, if you're not sure what's right, what's wrong, what do I do? Keep working on the love. Keep working on the love. Walk the path, walk the path, and that will show you the way. Walking the path will illuminate. Like we're talking through a bunch of ideas here. Keep walking the path of love and they will either come to life or not come to life for you. And then you'll build enough. Okay, what do I take? What do I leave? We may conclude then that when we become spirits, oh yeah, yeah, which happens after death, we are the desire of our love and not our thoughts except to the extent that it comes from that desire. So the thoughts that come from that stay with us. We are drawn to what is evil, which amounts to a compulsion. It's not really love. If our love has been a love for what is evil and we are drawn to what is good, if our love has been a love for what is good. Right, that pulls you along the path. We are drawn to what is good to the extent that we have abstained from evils as sins. How do you walk on the path? It's not like, okay, how do I make the most donations I can today? A lot of it is we get plenty of propositions from hell saying, hey, don't you want to do this? All the time we're fighting back the urges to, to be nasty. But saying no to those, I'm not going to do that. It's actually some of the greatest good work we can do. Because if everybody did that, if everybody on the highway did that, <laughs> what would life be like if we all resisted, did everyone put in their work to say, I'm going to resist the, the negativity in me and I'm going to work hard at, you can't know for sure, you can't be perfect, but I'm going to work hard at trying to figure out what is right and good that's coming up in me and what is evil and false. We all have both. And I'm going to try to control and tame what's evil and false. Who knows? And you can't, you know, for sure, don't repress yourself. But I'm going to try to not do what I think is unethical, acknowledging the idea that I can have unethical promptings come from inside me. Of course, read the news. People can do that. But I'm going to push it down and, and then make space and try to follow what I believe is good and true. If we all did that, if that was like a, a lot of what our energy is going to, that's pretty good. And we are drawn to what is evil to the extent we have not abstained from evils. You got to be looking for them. I, the people don't want to talk about good and evil, but you put whatever word on it you want. We've got to make a practice out of saying, even though that appeals to me and even though it's mine, I don't think it's right, so I'm not going to do it. That's powerful. Since all spirits and angels are desires then, we can see that the whole angelic heaven is nothing but a love that embraces all desires for what is good, each and therefore a wisdom that embraces all perceptions of what is true. You end up being a desire for what is good. One particular desire in heaven is every good desire because it's all of us. And when we get, when God can put that good desire in us, that's, that's awesome. 
Further, since everything good and true comes from the Lord and the Lord is love itself and wisdom itself, it follows that the angelic heaven is an image of him. And since divine love and wisdom are human in form, it also follows that this is the only possible form the angelic heaven can have. But I'll say more about this on the next section. You can look at heaven as a person, but take away this. Divine love and wisdom are human in form. The form ends up being you. The tr- what God is trying to do in your life is there's this particular part of divine love and wisdom that you are destined. We talk about what's my path. It was my destiny. It was a form that you are destined to become. You are destined to embody this particular goodness. I don't even know what that would look like. But you just think about somebody who's really really made a good impact for a cause or something. They really stand for something. and Or, or somebody you know that you just love and they're, they, they're so nice to interact with because of certain qualities or characteristics they have. Somehow we, are, we have a destiny to be this shining bit of love and wisdom. And that love and wisdom from God is actually human in form and you become the form. The the will of God is to put that into you and have you be the external. This is where you come to get this part of God, right? So that's, that is something worth doing. And that is a path worth following. Go walk in it. That's how you learn it. And uh, everyone's got their own path, but they all, if we, if we walk the good path, they all lead us together to this awesome a place where you're surrounded by all of these amazing desires and love and wisdom from God in the form of each other. And that's why it's so fun to hang out and play. Okay, that's the news from heaven. What's it do for you? Let, let me know. Write a comment. Hopefully these ideas can go in and help you walk that path. It's fun to be walking it with you. Appreciate it. Go to offtoleftdie.com slash donate if you want to make this program possible. If you feel like it could be useful to the next person, help us make it happen. We're a not-for-profit. We need your support. Thank you. Speaking of support, I feel like this is an awesome support just to know that at least a few of you are going to watch this and dig into it. And I love getting to hear how it works for you. So let me know. And I hope that it's a good path today, that it feels clear and and also fun and, and cool. Like this is exactly what I want to be doing. That's my hope for you. Talk to you later.